Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. How's everybody doing for a Monday night? Um, I know it's been really <laughs> busy and like last week was really horrible. <laughs> so let's have some fun tonight. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me back on this Catherine Talk. Let's do some shout outs here. Hey to Melissa Begley and her sidekick, Miss Cleo. Big kisses to you. Magical Monday night indeed. To my beautiful uh, neighbor, Miss Amber Benty, Ina Thompson, Jill Jones. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, so, tonight is a special show because. We're going to discuss what it's like to be a medium, which, you know, a lot of people think that that's a glamorous thing when it really, it really isn't. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? How do you feel about that? Honestly, it's not, it's not an easy task to take on a, um, a, such a gift that could be a fine line between a blessing and a curse. Exactly. Sometimes. And it's, it's very difficult to try to navigate that. So, you know, we have some pre-scripted questions here, but Rob, if you want to diverge onto something um, of your personal experience, please feel free to do that. But let's start off with, how old were you when you first discovered that you had this ability? Extremely young. Um, extremely young, honestly. The the thing is, is that I remember having pretty much a gift of clairvoyance to be able to see the spirits of those that have passed at an early age between three and seven. It, it definitely when I first started to have the very vivid experiences being able to see those that have passed, earthbound spirits, um, some spirits that I wasn't necessarily prepared to see that often accompanies this ability as well. Did you have anybody to help you with that, or were you just kind of on your when own was, trying to figure very, it out? When I was extremely young, um, not necessarily. Not, um, not, not necessarily a mentor, perhaps, uh, openly, or um, that it was being addressed at that time. Uh, in in regards to mentorship with necessarily abilities as far as mediumship or other intuitive gifts. That's kind of a a really like you're you're out on your own and you're you have no support. Like, did you were you comfortable to tell your parents or were you just uh, kind of like? Well, not necessarily, not necessarily, I was not extremely comfortable with this gift at all, especially when I was younger. Especially when I was younger, I, uh, <clears throat> it often, honestly, made me feel quite different and quite, so I, I didn't necessarily discuss it with uh, many folks, uh, honestly, when I was, when I was younger. So Tricia has a comment uh, on that particular aspect. Uh, so she feels it has caused her to feel emotional pain and darkness mm -hmm. that she doesn't necessarily understand. And do you think that that is just picking up the energy of the spirit itself that you might be in contact with? 
Yes, of course, because as we know, is we do this on a, on a grander scale of professional, you know, component and everything like that. So we must bring in the point as well. Oftentimes, you have more than one accompanying gift. So perhaps in her regards and her circumstances, the thing is, is that that honestly, it, it seems as if that's an empathic trait that often accompanies. You know, there's multiple gifts at play with being a medium. Exactly. Many, many psychic gifts come into play with being a medium, and then we have very specific types of mediums as well. So Right. So mm -hmm. Ina wants to know, do the spirits appear with wounds, for example, if they died from a gunshot wound to the head, do you see them that way? It depends on, that's a very good question, ma'am. It depends on, as Catherine can testify, Honestly, it would depend on whether or not the kind of spirit that we're talking about, earthbound spirits versus those that have already transitioned and passed to. There are many, I was going to say Guinea. I, um, I think. In Christian perception, we would say, you know, in the, in the Abrahamic sense, heaven, the other side, if you're at the Norse, it would be Valhalla. Mm -hmm. And Voodoo, and Voodoo, we call Guinea. So it would be whether or not this. The spirit would be earthbound or traumatic. Um, that things like that, that is occur. correct. Yes, and yes, also I think if it is important to who they are, if it's like mm. an identifier of who they are, uh, to yes. say that you know, yes, this is, or if it's something really important that they need to say or communicate. So Melissa wants to know, a person that I know paid for a mediumship with an alleged reputable person. Prior to paying, they verified the integrity with a friend that used this person for readings. Uh, the person mentioned the reading was never done. The medium told them that it was too late since an appointment was never secured. Hmm. The person previously tried, but was told, no worries, you, you are me. an exception. Excuse me. Hmm. That's not appropriate for this particular life. Mm -hmm. This is not that kind of, excuse me, Kat, that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's um, just bad business practice, don't you think? <laughs> no, because, no, not necessarily. There may be some, that's inappropriate for Melissa to ask that question to you on this particular live with proceed cheese. Well, I think what she's saying is... Okay, um, I'm asking to proceed or I will actually end this okay. live. Okay, all right. She's in regards that's a personal issue between me and Melissa, and that's inappropriate to okay. ask us on this particular live. So, so I'm going to proceed. So Susan asks, when people have passed, if they were crippled when they passed, like, will they be able to walk again correct? Yes. Yes, yes, because indeed. the physical. If, if, if they, uh, if indeed that they transition to the other side correctly, and it depends always on a person's own particular personal perception and their quote unquote religious beliefs. I'm not going to persuade anybody to believe um, or, pers you know, push my specific religious beliefs which come into connotations and, and perceptions of what happens in the afterlife mm -hmm. so so 
I am honestly going to say that yes, indeed that they are, because if somebody properly transitions, uh, that yes, oftentimes I see folks that have honestly, um, you know, been um, totally, totally healed from all inflictions or things like that that have, uh, that have made them transition to start. Right. So things that, and that that's another question that I got. I'm going to do a whole show on it, but um, it had to do with dementia and Alzheimer's uh, and the mental awareness of the person after they pass on. Once mm -hmm. the physical body is gone, the symptoms of the ailment are also dissipated as well. So um, many people actually get quite a bit of relief from dementia or Alzheimer's when they pass and their uh, awareness clears. Hey to Bonnie Light and Dana Like and Splinter. Good to see you. Also shout out to Andrew and to Bonnie Light and everybody else. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate the love. And uh, Susan wants to know if you have a reading and the person that is doing the reading says you're too depressed to be able to connect. Is that logical? Oh, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Indeed, that's very logical because if as as a um, as a reader, and I'm sure my dear friend Catherine will testify to this as well. Cat honestly only does readings. And correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Catherine. It's two days. You're going to two days because of issues to where we specifically can exert our energies and get drained from such. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, if you're not in a particular place mentally speaking to honestly feel that you can entirely do your best for somebody, you shouldn't, you don't need to therefore be putting yourself in a situation. Well, yeah, not only that, but I usually suggest that if somebody passes and it's within that three month, you know, block, like when a person passes, mm -hmm. there's about three months before the loved ones can really comprehend and take in the information that you're giving. Uh, and I often have people come back for another mediumship quite quickly because they can't remember or did not incorporate all the information from the first mediumship that was done too soon, I think. So Amber says recharging is important. Yes. Hey to Judith Hezek. Okay, so listen. And, and recharging are absolutely a necessity. Uh, since I am, since it is one hour scripted questions about what the difference is between mediumship and hoodoo, lead way to lead way to the um, you know, not to uh, impose my spiritual beliefs or anything again on anyone, but of course, with me being a spiritual worker and a reader, I must emphasize that it's imperative to keep up on cleansings and to keep up on your spiritual work. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so question number two rob how did you develop your abilities like did you have any mentors or did you just kind of self-study or how did you develop this over time over time honestly and fortunately being blessed 
simultaneously as I just mentioned as a um, being into the occult and being into uh, since a young early age and being aware of of you know my roots and my uh, <clears throat> excuse me my it coincided together so I was very aware and the older that I've gotten or excuse me that I got <clears throat> excuse me my cat is in my lap and um, she's making me a little I think a little itchy but um she's gonna have to get down anyway excuse me so uh so the thing is is that I necessarily didn't have a mentor mentor per se at the time when I was younger however due to personal experiences a lot of personal experiences and due to um and things like that eventually yes I did find mentorship um but it's simultaneously since I've since I've been into the cult and and hoodoo and um everything as long as I've been a practitioner it's it's difficult to at this point separate you know what I'm saying because oh, I have yeah. mentorship Bobby wants to know something can okay. she wants to know from you can you control the spirits when they visit you like or do they come randomly like how do you control it or are you at their mercy of when they want to show up i would have frankly and honestly been at their mercy when they wanted to show up and i tried to establish hours with spirits you can get your ass handed to you seriously i've gotten my my ass handed to me a couple times um specifically in regards to spirits that is a um i love you bonnie and this is not meant to be offensively so uh, but you know that that's kind of a broad term because in my situation where i work with spirits as and i do a and conjure and in voodoo so i work with spirits mm -hmm. and work and pay service to spirits so again in reference to those that have passed it's important and imperative about hundredfold honestly very much so so and Ina is asking is this an ability that runs in families i believe yes yes i believe they're an inheritance um it may even skip a generation here and there or uh things like that but i have definitely absolutely in my own family that there are people that have uh, different per se strong stronger suits and different types of gifts so absolutely so Indeed. how uh just kind of clarify for us how is uh mediumship and hoodoo practice different from what you see on tv because all we oh. know all we know is kind of what we see on tv you know from experiences oh it's, it's quite uh it's quite different than uh, okay let me let me simplify each Part A, Part B. Okay, you said who do and mediumship. How is it different than what we see on TV? Yeah. Oh uh, well, who do first of all? Who do often, even within the broader taking community? I'm just 100 real. Y'all know this. Everybody knows me. Knows this. I am straightforward and real. So, um, this is the deal. So, unfortunately speaking, when you mention the word anything associated with ATR, who do you do? Lucumi, Santaria, etc. 
still, unfortunately speaking, that Hollywood perception is the first thing that pops in people's mind, and it's often poorly portrayed to keep it 100% yes, exactly. There is a huge difference. There's a huge difference. People have unrealistic expectations by twinkling their nose and expecting automatic results. Uh, most of the time, work takes time to manifest. It doesn't just happen overnight, bam, bam, bam. If it does, it's miraculous and ashe, and so be it. Uh, and everything, and that's that's great. But most of the time, that's a Hollywood perception, and it takes work time to manifest. Part B, what is it? How does mediumship vary? It varies a whole hell of a lot from what is portrayed on TV. Um, I think that we must look at things such as how do we say? Um, how do we say? On TV, but I think the perception of mediumship, it's Hollywood. Yeah. Regardless of whether we, regardless of whether, however we want to believe or see it or perceive it as, I, I did, I mean, I've recently really gotten into, and I don't want to name drop it because I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but particularly a couple of quote-unquote ghost shows, and, and I really did a couple of the psychic mediums in their particular styles. Mm -hmm. However, as much as, as much as my intuition says and feels that they're legit, logically speaking, we have to consider it's Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, what's made, what's on TV is made for TV. <laughs> I mean, it's made to be entertaining. That's absolutely right, Kat. It's made to be entertaining. So how much energy does it take for you to do actually do a medium reading? I, I would love to hear your, um, if I may, I would love to honestly hear your end of that as well, Catherine, because well, I do mine. You, know, you, know, you are the bone, you are the bone. I highly recommend this lady. I, um, I do mine differently than, than what anybody else does a medium reading. Um, what I do is I start at 1030 in the morning with the Theta Wave meditation and I, I try to channel everybody that comes through what they said, what they showed me. And that way, like, and especially for a first time client, when they come in for the reading, all of the channel information has to be checked out. And so I think that that is one way to validate the reading. So when I start at 1030 and I'm doing the channeling, it lasts until probably about 1230 and the person comes in for their reading at one o'clock and then the reading may go an hour hour and a half and so all day is put into that and then if like we said if the person one of the people coming through because i usually have about four pages of messages by the time the person comes in for their reading and if one of those people died violently or the only way they can communicate to me how they passed is by making me feel bad then i after the reading i have to go to bed and lay down and try to recover and so what you think what what you're saying is this is very draining people it's very extremely draining for myself and and Oftentimes, I feel the exact same way. I have to go to bed. I have to lay down. I have to re-energize. Right. Amen. So it takes a lot. It's the only. If I'm doing a medium reading, it's only done on Wednesday and Thursday. 
that's... and I only do one. And that's why mm. they're kind of expensive is because that's the only thing I'm dedicating my energy to for that day. Hey, that Lawrence Family Productions over here on Instagram. Big kisses to you guys. And Sammy P-I-G-G, good to see you. Okay, so Amber has a nice question. I've got to look at the... Big blessings uh, to Amber Benty. Yes, and, and a big shout-out to my Angela. other beautiful neighbor, Miss Angela Atkins. <laughs> so, so she... Let me see what she wants to know. Um... So fear is something that Amber has to deal with. Um, and, you know, we're working on getting her comfortable with message that, messages that she may receive when she's connected to spirit. Uh, and also, like she's saying, the best thing to do is to educate yourself, which is what I try to do in all of my readings is to educate the client on how the messages are transferred and what they can do themselves to get their own messages. Yes, I, I also do the same um, actually as well oftentimes spirit with me being a worker as well as a reader spirit does come through and often I've actually uh, been blessed to have some feedback that people actually enjoy their part to where spirit comes through and says as a spiritual worker as well as a reader this is what you can do to honestly help in your particular situation mm -hmm. and just to let you guys know about the question earlier about do they come to you at inappropriate times or kind of push their way into your normal life oh yes uh, it's difficult to have a normal life with your family and be a medium because you're waking up at all hours of the night. And it's especially, if I find that if I have a reading to do, a mediumship to do the next day, then yeah. often that spirit will show up the night before and I will be awake from... 2.30 on, and so when I'm going into the reading the next day, I'm exhausted already. Already, already, this is, it takes a toll, and no, and this is not meant as far as monetarily money, things like that, but this definitely comes with a price, and mm -hmm. I'm not meaning, again, to emphasize, it takes a toll on them. It, it comes with a sense of balance, and it comes with a lot, a lot of um, severe and sincere. If you're, if you're, not me, man, my feelings unexpectedly on this, on this live tonight. But um, cats hitting a lot of um, things here going on with me personally. And uh, excuse me, because y'all, I'm getting a little choked up. So, um, so Bonnie, Bonnie's asking you a question. She wants to know if you're doing any mentorships or planning, or mentorships like plan or mentorships. Mentor, mentorships or if you plan on doing any mentorships in the future? It's too sweet of you. Um, um, I've said no quite often to, uh, to mentorship at this particular uh, moment. Um, I'll be more 
we're certainly more clear about that in about a week. I, um, now here's a question Leanne wants to know. Have you ever had a reading result scare you? Indeed, I've had life-changing experiences after doing this my entire life just within the last week. Mm. Just just last week after learning of my own second cousin's passing last week, I automatically had intense precognitive dreams to where I saw things two days before they happened. And um, it, it does indeed. Um, I, on that note, it's, it, this is a leeway to show that Catherine and I did. It could further explain how that is. It's it's about, and I'll never forget this, Catherine. I'll never forget this my entire life. This lady right here. We did a beautiful show, and and I got so much feedback from it. And I think it's so imperative for people to go back and watch and realize it's about with us. It's about and this Catherine. I'll never forget this location and projection. Mm -hmm and how we perceive as a being psychic about yourself versus others. So, indeed, indeed, and yes, I've had some damn scary experiences, yes. Oh, yeah, me too. Andrea wants to know, I have doubt myself, and Amanda has always been there to help me. He has helped my husband with his spiritual journey and his gifts. That's awesome. Thank you. And Leanne says, and so I reshuffled and had the person recruit, et cetera, and he chose the same exact 10 cards in the same order. That's happened to me before. Like if we, if I or the person that I'm reading for has a question about the validity of the reading, and I'm just like, okay, well, let's shuffle and redraw. And then you get the exact same card that's like, okay, well, you, you know, maybe you need to listen to the message instead of trying to reject it. Yes, um, we did that this afternoon with three different, with pendulum, playing cards, and tarot uh -huh. uh, about a specific question, and they all gave me the same exact answer. Right. So, Andrea, Andrea says she's helped you a lot with developing her spiritual growth and also helped her husband. So, that's awesome. Hey, Dethea Barano and Leanne Salazar and um, Melissa says, yes, my dad visited you a couple of days prior to my yeah. last mediumship with. Yes, and that will happen so, too. And, uh, you know, shout, out, shout out to Leilani. The magical yes. This is how we grow. Thank you. Call me Totus. Many times I have gotten a visit from people's pets it's and you know when i end the channeling at 12:30 and i get ready for the client that's coming in at 1 i usually go into the kitchen and i kind of stare out the kitchen window and i can't tell you how many times mm -hmm. uh the mm -hmm. person who's coming in at 1 their pets i don't know why but their their deceased pets will come in through the kitchen window and it's just so interesting that the people i channel don't come in through the kitchen window but their pets do so i th always thought that was very interesting now That's let me amazing. we're almost out of time so let me ask you rob 
the last thing on here that we need to cover. What new things have you got planned for 2022? Do you have any events or, or com conventions or anything? I absolutely have a packed schedule. I'm blessed to say that I have a, a pretty packed schedule coming up. That's awesome. Uh, and if I may, really quickly, I'll run down the list a little bit here. I okay. So, off of you. Yeah. Since, uh, since you had let me and bless me enough to, to tell me ahead of time that would be a little question. So thankfully, I do have several things coming up. Of course, I have a product line going to be uh, released April 1st. Mystical Mojo has a product line getting ready to be released. I also have several appearances coming up. Um, I have um, my own weekly from from my business page mystical mojo i still come in and um it would pay it forward offer many readings from my personal business page i also have a private group which offers a whole hell of a lot of things great information a lot of share within the private group i also have sunday's best coming up with anti-efa um and that will be eight excuse me april 3rd at 8 eastern where I will be doing readings. You can reach that at Conversations with Eva Bayo on YouTube as well. April 24th, yes, indeed, I will be a special featured guest with Marissa Diaradia, 8 Eastern, at the Touch of Magic. You can find that on iWatch, YouTube, Sin City, and many other um, podcasting outlets as well. 